0: Hello, hello. Um,
1: okay, open. now I
0: can hear you. I, I wasn't speaking before. You know, the, the weird thing about Twitter spaces is there's a cool music kind of playing and I so want to be able to kind of unmute myself and say, hi everyone, we'll get started in a second and then just mute again and have the music play again. It's not possible. The music goes away the second somebody starts speaking And then we're in this and we have to present the show and we have to say hi. So this is what we'll do. We'll say hi to everyone here uh, in the space. This is the, I don't know, I think I've stopped counting what number of spaces uh, this is. But Eli, we've been at this for for a while. And uh, I think folks found great interest in coming and listening to folks actually talk in addition to following. Um, And so we're committed. I'm committed. I want to thank Eli for co-hosting this one. Um, and I want to thank uh, Sung-Hyung and Yuri on stage. And we're going to talk about <laughs> all of these folks in a second. Uh, but I also want to thank everybody who's been coming to the spaces, uh, telling us to proceed, telling us that it's it's actually very helpful to, to have a space to host these conversations, these experts. We've had some incredible people come up. Uh, many of what they say flies directly above my head uh, because I'm not a scientist not at all um, and uh, this is why I have friends for subject matter experts on, on here and uh, friends who can translate the science. Um, I am dedicated though to to create a space where everybody can kind of express ideas uh, freely. Um, this space, the first one resulted in a room that this room now has an incredible amount of information shared. And uh, we we call this the green room. There's many many folks here uh, in there. Uh, two of them with independent replication attempts. And uh, I think it's great that we have this community. And so with that, with this short intro, uh, I see Sankhan unmuted. Uh, I want to say hi to the folks on stage. Uh, feel free to introduce yourself and how, like, why why are you in this space and what's your interest with LK99 and the discussion. I think Sankhan, Sankhan, you can go first
2: uh hello everyone can can everyone hear i
0: can hear you loud and clear
2: uh so i am a software engineer working on uh uh clustering software for the development of uh, artificial intelligence system in south korea seoul and uh i don't know what i am doing but uh somehow i got involved in. Uh I really don't know what to say. Mm, that's it. I, I,
1: I will say that having tracked, you know, your, your discussion of the issues, you're digging deep into the the history, you're you're in the right place to do some of it uh in terms of library access to hard copies of things, uh you're diving deep and you are doing a really good job.
2: Thank you.
0: Absolutely, I will. I will join this and say that uh, Sanjan. Without you in the group, we would have known way less. And the the amount of stuff that you helped kind of discover uh, 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 really is really like in depth. And I just want to shout out your your friends as well, right? It's not only you doing the research. Uh
2: yeah yeah, thank you because uh, it it is a group effort and. While I contributed, a lot of it it is done by my friend in a Discord server in uh, Korean and uh, these days uh, really my only role is to be a spokesperson for the group in English. And translator.
0: I think it's not less important the amount of translation that needs to happen. And I will just uh, maybe do a quick plug of of my own and why I'm here, and why I'm fascinated with this. Uh, even though, like I said, I'm not a scientist, um, I I love removing language barriers. This is, this was my mission in life. I created Targum to do this. When all of this started, I you know there was not a lot of videos coming out. So I was just sitting here and helping folks translate, and this is how I connected to Sang-hyun. Uh But now there's a bunch of videos coming out, and there's a bunch of translation that needed. AI translation is great; it's still, it's still not perfect. There's a lot of little things and uh, <laughs> uh, euphemisms and and different like scientific stuff. And Sang and and his team has been great at like pinpointing those as well. And I think even um, Sanghyun, the, the one thing that I want, I always come back to is that there is a process, and we're going to talk about this maybe at length, there's, there's something with a quartz tube that cracked that let some oxygen in to potentially let this break through, and I remember that this was a translation thing, none of the other papers had it, only the Korean paper had it. Um, you remember that? You talked about this a little bit. And I, I don't know the importance of this, but please talk about this a little bit
2: as well. Uh well, what what do I need to say?
0: Um, I, I'll just you know what I'll put a tweet up of the summary of this because I think we we already talked about this. Uh, I just want to introduce sorry, I, so I'll introduce uh, Eli and then you as well. So, uh, Eli, uh, feel free to introduce yourself. I'll just say briefly that without you, this space is likely would have been way less uh, scientific. Uh, when, you know, actual people who, who do science unlike me come up, uh, it's really great to have you talk talk about you know, with them as well. So I thank you for co-hosting and coming up and, and uh, being here. And feel free to introduce yourself, whatever you want to say, uh, and then we'll move on.
1: Well, sure. So, so the first thing I should say is, is that, uh, I am not, uh, uh, an expert in, in solid state physics, although I've, I've worked in fields that are like kind adjacent, uh, like surface science and, uh, Uh, quantum chemistry or computational chemistry uh like uh there were were a bunch of uh uh, papers that or preprints that came out on on density functional theory analyses and i've done plenty of density functional uh uh calculations though not on on uh, band structures but on on related things nanostructures and, and molecules uh to be specific um so and and you know laboratory experience in, in, in uh, scanning tunneling microscopy and, and related things. So so uh, not an not a subject matter uh, expert, but uh, uh, lots of related uh, uh, background knowledge. Um, and, and also, and a great, idea. Oh, uh, great.
0: Let me just interject. Sorry, uh, great ability to kind of dumb down, down things enough so that I understand that when when people are way way smarter than me speak.
1: Well, th- thanks. I, 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 never know how good a job I do of that. Um, uh, also, uh, you know, this is, uh, I, I was looking at a different, uh, nanomaterial in terms of superconductivity in, in, uh, 2019 and 2020. And actually like within the last week I, I revisited, uh, um, you know, to see if any new papers had been published about that. And it turns out that I'd missed one <laughs> that, uh, that had been published uh, at the time. And uh, it shows the structures that I was getting in my calculations, uh, even though like other groups had, had been talking about a different structure. So I'm gonna be revisiting that as well, because I kind of put that aside thinking my calculations must be garbage. Uh, so, so you know, the, the other thing, just in just taking a step back and talking about the history of science, when you have a breakthrough like this, it can shake out other things that, uh, uh, you know, might have been uh, put aside or run aground uh, or or people just had to move on to other things. So uh, we will gain knowledge and uh, uh, this will uh, probably ignite, uh, um, you know, other things in in, uh,
0: superconductivity research. Yep. Uh, And I I, I will say that, I think we have Quan to thank for a lot of this, because the open sourcing of the paper probably led to so many discussions in the open about specifically LK99, but also, you know, just the science around it, how to replicate, peer review process, good or bad, you know, all of this. Uh, and if we are effectively watching something like this get discovered, uh, there was there was a denial from the steam from Q center that the folks who released Ok 99, I think they tried to ask for, um, uh, getting published and got denied or something like that. Right. And then they had to publish in Korean. And so, and now every lab in the world with free, you know, phosphor, red phosphorus and, and, and lead and, and copper trying to replicate this material. So, um, Definitely. Be.
1: Well, not not just trying, but you know, there are, there are credible reports of success. Yes, and we'll in get this Space of time, it's it's remarkable. It's you know, but and I think. But yeah, it, go, ahead, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, OK, so I just wanted to say, you know, there, there's there's like some bad blood between the quantum energy research center and the uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it's the uh, Korean ceramics and superconductor society or, or uh, perhaps CEO, you can correct me on that. But uh, uh, the chair. Uh, posted like a, a a really derisive and insulting tweet to the notion that these unknown people could possibly have uh, discovered a room temperature uh, superconductor, and ended it with Bois. So now he's nicknamed Bois, Doctor Bois. Um, And uh, it's quite reasonable for for uh, uh, the Quantum Energy Research Center group to uh, uh, be reluctant to let them uh, be the ones to verify that. But instead, you know, uh, both go to others for for independent verification and um, and excuse me. And, I thought you
0: had sound effects. I actually liked it. I need to get sound effects.
1: Well, that's, that's, that's a phone ringing. Decline uh, that and also ask them, you know, what would their proposed uh, uh, verification be for, you know, process be for, for whenever they do decide to let them verify it.
2: So the society's name is Korean Society of Superconductivity and Cryogenics, uh, hence the acronym KSSC. And it used to, to be the Korean Society of Superconductivity and Korean Society of Cryogenics separately. And then they merged it sometimes in the past. And uh, even looking at the name, you can guess that, I mean, if you have a room temperature superconductor, you don't need cryogenics, don't you? So just from the name, you can guess that they could be hostile to the idea like the society is about getting superconductivity through cryogenics and someone came that you don't need any cryogenics and uh and so what happened is uh okay so I, I need to prepare my English sentence to someone else. Okay, to speak. okay. Uh, so so uh, folks I wanna just say hi to Iri as
0: well. Uh are you able to speak now? Iri?
2: I hope.
3: Do you hear me?
0: Yeah, we can hear you. And oh, uh, loud and clear.
3: That's good. They installed it on desktop because I'm on, I'm not on my phone. It, this interface.
0: works on desktop? Whoa. Apparently. Okay. I seem to I'm be moving to the better mic after this. Next, I case, I, I think
3: folks? I'm auto muting or something though, but I'm not sure what's going on.
0: All right, all right. So, so, just a quick aside, not related really, to okay at all. I do spaces a lot, and I'm using like the AirPod mics and not like an actual studio production. And now, if this is on spaces, folks, get ready for way better microphone quality. Eerie, welcome to the space. This is your first time. You've been part of the group, and folks have been following you. Wikipedia has been copying you. Can you talk about your last week just briefly and introduce yourself?
3: Jeez, I don't even know if I belong here. That's one way to introduce myself. Um, so, uh, there's this old 2000s era, there's this old 2000s era style internet forum called Space Battles, which is full of sci-fi nerds and I follow it and they've been following this whole development themselves and they've been compiling information on their end. And I suppose at some point I just thought, well, why don't I compile some of that information and sum it up for myself personally, just put it up there. Um, I didn't think anyone was using the LK99 hashtag here on Twitter, and so I just stuck it up here, and then I somehow became a bridge from the old internet to the new internet. Uh, Since that happened on a Monday, I more or less just missed everything because of work in my time zone, and that's kind of it, I suppose, unless you have questions. Uh, I am not a subject matter expert at all.
0: So uh, yeah, yeah, I I yeah. do think you belong, and this is why I called you here. And the reason why I think you belong specifically is because you started uh, following this information closely, collecting it, and also sourcing it. And so, for folks who want to follow the the replication intent uh, and it's not real real time, you know, you have to you have a day job. Like like Sun has a day job. Like many folks have a day job also to do in addition to this. And I will call out. Uh, uh, Andrew McAllup, the guy, the the space pirate who also had a day job, and also like replicated. Uh, and uh, folks are welcome to follow Erie Erie's website, where like there's a lot of replication sources. Um, many of them, you know, Wikipedia tried to copy and not to a very great extent, uh, but way before Wikipedia. And so I think definitely you belong up here, just because I also don't belong here. I also started like this exactly. I just collected a list of Twitter folks. I posted it. Many, many people started liking it, and then I found Eli and Sanghyun and, and then I kind of started learning to this Twitter list. And uh, yeah, here we are in, in in helping the world understand what the hell is going on. Um, so welcome, Eri. Welcome. Um, I think I think it's it's good to to get started with uh, just a brief intro of what we're talking about, and uh, I'll I'll start, and Eli, feel free to chime in and like into in Interject, I'll do a brief one. What July twenty? Go ahead, Sanghyun.
2: Yeah, so so I want to briefly talk about the uh, Korean verification committee thing, and uh, so so Choongta Kim interviewed about the verification, and uh, his words are very spicy, like. It's like the verification committee should not terrorize the poor business people like gangsters while they are on debt and uh, in a hard business situation. And he also said that if they want a sample, they should send the meeting minutes so far and the comprehensive plan of verification, like just to give us a sample is a ridiculous thing. So that's the interview we contacted indeed.
0: And I, I just want to um, maybe roll it back a little bit, Sanghyun, before we get to... I just want to tell people who Hyunta Kim is uh, and uh, like who are the folks we're who who talking about. Uh, briefly, and then we're going to get into into the, the discussions. Around July 23, or, I think July 22 or 23, uh, a, a paper was uploaded out of the blue to this uh, website called Archive. Uh, the, the paper was talking about superconductors uh, in room temperature and ambient pressure, uh, which is to many kind of the holy grail of material sciences. It's this uh, incredible, incredible finding. Uh, and many folks in the science community scoffed at it, not even seen this, I think, uh, because many attempts at doing this were already happening. And there was like a recent retraction as well in science magazine. And um, so uh, people are, especially in the science community, when they see something like this, it's not uh, verified, it's not replicated, it's not peer reviewed. They tend to they tend to like raise their eyebrow, uh, especially when the process is messy. And this process was messy because two hours after the first paper, uh, another paper was uh, uploaded. And this other paper has way more authors. uh, And the only two authors that share on both papers are Lee and Kim. So LK-99, Lee and Kim, and uh, they're working on a material they quote-unquote invented in 99 or, or found in 99. It goes deeper than this. And for depth, I recommend looking at the pinned tweet, and we'll try to pin as many tweets as possible, folks, up on stage. But if you scroll up to the top of your space, there's a pinned tweet from uh, Sunkehan. There's a few of them with an in-depth kind of analysis as to how this group came to be and how they found what they found. So we uh, were watching these two papers release, and then the Internet goes kind of crazy with several... Uh, at least for me it started on Twitter with several uh, viral kind of explanations of what's happening. and the fact that if this is as big as they claim it is, uh, a lot changes. I think uh, we had uh, uh, Andrew Endercott, I forget his last name all the time, uh, up here. Uh, he also worked at superconductors. Uh, he had a tweet on the impact of uh, room temperature, superconductors like three weeks before this news broke and he recently said superconductors only affect industries that has electricity in them (laughs) it's a joke tweet of course because uh, the implication there is like everything changes a lot of things have electricity in them like Eli said a lot of uh, science that kind of accepted the fact that we're restricted in electricity transmission that like electricity gets lost to heat. a lot of things change. okay so it's a huge claim and everybody is waiting for it to get verified and uh, these essentially messy release made many people kind of scoff at this. However, the internet picked it up like internet picks up everything, the information stream uh, enlarged, uh, helped by hopefully us and Erie and Sunhan. And we started to see replication attempts because if the claims are as big, the additional credible thing about the paper is the the process is not very complex and it's fairly quick. And so the world could obviously see with quickness whether or not this replicates. And this is what we've seen for this week. And we're gonna talk about replication attempts. And again, uh, helpful, helped by Eri's kind of uh, um, addition. But I I just want to call out kind of the first one, and this is the title of the space. Andrew McCallib from Varta Space. If you didn't see yet, and I assume you did if you're here, but if you didn't see yet after a while, uh, Andrew started with uh, uh, Meissner Effect or Bust uh, hashtag and started at the back of Varta Space just cooking LK99. And yesterday I posted a video with a few samples kind of gravitating. Um, Eli, I think, could you do like a brief explanation of Meissner Effect, and why we're watching for Meissner Effect and why um, why everybody wants to see the rock float and why it's not necessarily the, the thing that we like, have to look for. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, so, so it, it, it's a little bit unexpected because of the properties of LK99 or the, the, the expe- what we think will be the properties of LK99, uh, but it might not be exactly the Meisner effect we shall see. Uh, but OK, so if, if you think about a medium in which conductors can just flow without any resistance at all, right, they're going to be moving around. Uh, just with thermal energy in, in an ordinary ma- three isotropic material, um, just in, in any direction under thermal energy. Uh, but then you apply a magnetic field and they will respond, you know, according to their velocity perpendicular to that field. Um, now, they re- because it's a superconductor and there's no resistance, there's no energy loss, uh, you would get an internal current, you would get internal currents that wind up precisely cancelling out that field, which means that the field doesn't penetrate, but instead it wi- it winds up um, uh, going around. But one of the ways that it can quote go around is by like trying to expel the the superconductor from the field. Uh, and that balances against any other forces, uh, such as gravity. Okay, so that's, that's the ordinary type 2 superconductor. I won't get into the differences between type 2 and type 1. Uh, but LK91 uh, is probably going to turn out to be a little bit different because it looks like the superconductivity con- is in one-dimensional quantum wells, that are in the crystal structure of apatite. And part of the difficulty is, we still don't know anything at all about the microscopic structure or morphology of these domains. Uh, Given the way this is made, they're probably just like, uh, think of grains that are just kind of melted together, but there are grain boundaries. And within each grain, they can be oriented differently. And that's, you know, also there there may be grains that are the right phase that superconducts. And then, you know, other phases of the solid solution that aren't quite right and don't uh, superconduct and are just insulators. That's another level of complexity. And you even saw this in the very first uh, three author preprint that was uh uh, the, where they mentioned that uh, you know we think that some some of the the non-ideality of this uh, as a superconductor are due to grain boundaries, and that's highly believable. Um, I mean, especially you know this these are such early days, even though the material was first discovered in 1999, it wasn't looked at again for a long, long time um and uh you know the it's it's like this is this is like the first month in 1996 after the first quote high temperature superconductors uh were discovered and it it took a while uh for things to get sorted out and refined so
0: So, um, it's like that besides it's like multiplied by the insanity of you know social media and open research and and no language barriers and immediate communication—all of the things that you know happened since then—but uh, the intensity is like uh, similar. Please continue.
1: So, um, so I—the um, thing is, in in the um, in the original video that was posted by the the um, Quirk Group, uh, you know, they they should they said levitation, but you see that it's kind of like leaning down on one side. And since then, we've seen other replication uh, uh, results where they do show uh, um, a, a magnetic torque at room temperature. Uh, in the case of the um, the was it was it the um, the Hust replication or the Southeast University uh, replication, they theirs only worked at uh, hundred and ten Kelvin. Um, But that that's easily explained by just, you know, they had fewer of the the um, the one dimensional superconducting domains or or grains of the right phase, so to speak. And I I should step back and say that the methods that that this is made by the first method and then also Iris's method, um, it's remarkably simple uh, and also remarkably crude. And it, it wouldn't be surprise surprising if you get a real mess out of that, and uh, so by mess I mean you know only a fraction of of your results uh, or of, of your product is is the actual superconducting domain, and there there are other things from from uh, uh, Kim's uh, um, uh, LinkedIn that suggest the same thing, um, and and also uh, you know there there is nothing to orient. Uh, um, the material together. So you're getting random orientations un- until you, like, grind it up so that you're getting isolated domains, p- perhaps,
2: right? Go ahead, Sam. Okay. So uh, now, if you look at the uh, above the space, there are uh, four tweets pinned, uh, including links to the three write-ups that... Our Korean group did the first one is called on LK ninety nine papers that uh, explained the uh, general background and what the three papers say. That's very interesting because all three papers they are uh, quite different things. And uh, next to write up is about so what the heck has happened with LK ninety nine really? It's uh, about uh, so so there are uh, some. Okay, okay, so just to read the thing. It explained why things are this uh, muddy as hell and why everybody's confused. And the third write-up is uh, very recently. There is, a, uh, in Korea, there is a, a, a popular science uh, YouTuber called Seed that created the channel six months ago. And... Uh, this channel mostly reports on things like uh, how to use ChatGPT best and uh, about uh, what is this new pill called Wigobi that everyone wants to use for diet or something like that. And uh, I don't know how they got a very long and informative interview of the contact team who is the third author of the uh, more detailed paper uploaded to archive. And uh, this is like the uh, most important interview and video released on the LK99 so far period. So we very hurriedly uh, did the full transcript and translation in the best way possible. And we released it uh, just before that this space started. Like uh, I finished like five minutes ago and uh, please have a look. Uh, So I will uh, will just
0: add that uh, I tried to translate this video with Targum, the service that that I built. and uh, I also tried to see auto translations of Hyun Tae Kim uh, in YouTube, and for some reason, this guy is untranslatable by AI. And so, so I want to, I will definitely recommend you guys follow Sanghyun and the team because this, you know, there's limits to how much AI translation can do. I, I was really surprised by the the weirdness of all of this. However, uh, Sanghyun, I agree. The the questions they've asked were very impressive, and the answers he gave obviously went up you know above my head but the one thing that i took from this and th- like with with certainty is that he he said basically this this is superconductivity it cannot be explained in any other way Now, I just want to pause and say, uh, I have somebody commented like, will we talk about the whole history of the whole thing in every space? And I don't think so. I think at some point we'll we'll find a way to bring folks up to speed. However, it's important to know that many new folks were just discovering this from the feed, from the excitement, from Andrew's application attempts, etc. They uh, could cast doubt. And I think the scientific community did cast doubt on Q Center for research because um, Lee and Kim are not cited, I think, anywhere. And uh, this was a fairly obscure group sitting in a basement in in Korea with not a lot of stuff. And the one person who works there who is cited a lot, who's like a respectable scientist, is this person of Yunta Kim, who they brought on. I want to say last year. Uh, Something is that correct? He's new to the team. And. What? Uh, Hyunta game is uh, fairly new to the team in Q Center. It's like last year or something.
2: Uh, we were not really clear about that question for a long time, and our groups, were... Uh, One of the highest priority questions that our group investigated was the question when exactly Hyun Tak Kim joined the team and uh, how and why. And while we were researching our question was simply answered by the uh, YouTube interview and we now know exactly how. So the Korean paper was published in April. And uh, uh, the corresponding author of that Korean paper is Woo Gun Ho. And uh, Woo Gun Ho, uh, let me let me let me check again. Uh, yes. Uh, so so what happened is uh Hyun uh, had worked on metal insulator trading. Transition for a long time, and he was looking for the next topic of research. And uh, from when he was in an undergraduate school, uh, so 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 when 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 Kim was in the university, Nobel Prize winner uh, Leon Copper came and did a lecture on the superconductivity, and he was so impressed that he made the uh, copper as a his role model, and uh, one day I will research superconductivity, and I shall study physics in earnest. And uh, after he was established, he decided that he need to research superconductivity again. So, so like he studied things for like three and four years, and in 2021 he came up with this theory and tried to publish it but uh, nobody would accept it. So he sent it to the scientific report, which has a very low reputation because uh, uh, it is a public knowledge that that journal never rejects any paper sub- submitted. So uh, so what happened is that Q-Center group was working on a paper, that Korean paper that got published in April, and the, that corresponding author of the group, Oh Gun ho was looking for a literature search to maybe maybe to do the citation in their paper. Like the scientific paper is supposed to cite the, the previous work they were inspired by. And then they found the, the uh, paper by Tak Kim in the scientific reports and they were so impressed by it, they contacted uh Tak Kim out of blue. Like uh, Tak Kim is a public employee at the uh, uh, etree is uh, um, let me. E3 is an acronym for Electronics and Telecommunication Research Institute, like the uh AT&T Bell Labs in the United States, and uh this lab is very reputable, like uh, they did the uh. First to third generation uh, service in the South Korea, they were instrumental in that. And they hold the really lots of patents on the uh, mobile communication technology. And therefore, this research institute institute has a material science division, and uh, Hyun-tak Kim is an employee of it. And since this is a public institution, they have a phone book on the homepage. And the organ who contacted Hyun-tak Kim by uh, simply calling on the smartphone out of blue. Because From the phone number listed on the public website, and that's how they worked together. So it's all in the interview. So
0: so, um, the interviews, uh, I think I saw two interviews, maybe there's more now. I think, uh, first of all, folks in the audience, just to understand how how deep the research goes in some kind of team. Uh, th- this is, you know, this is verified and over-verified. And I want to also highlight the importance of why we're stressing HumeTag's scheme credibility. This is not like an out-of-the-blue random person. This is when Hyta when, when Kim says, hey, this is hard to explain by anything other than superconductivity, uh, it, he has an well, uh, age score of 43, which, which in scientist terms, basically, his papers were cited, at least 40 of them, 40 times each. So uh, there's some debate whether or not H-score is uh, we should over index on the H-score. However, we highlight the importance in Takim. It's not like just some random dude who said, ah, this is, you know, magic floating rocks. This is a person who worked on theories of superconductivity, then got brought into the SKU Center, and now he's the public face, essentially, right? So, I, uh, sorry, I don't think I saw uh, Lee or Kim in interviews in video. Only some, uh, only Tak Kim is the person that authored the second paper and is now kind of the public face of, we have what we say we have.
2: Mm, no, actually... Oh, okay. uh, tell us more. Actually, uh Seok-bae Lee, Lee is the leader of the group, like the all the paper's first author is Lee, and Lee interviewed a couple of times in Korean media, but like uh, Hyun Kim is very good at English, and he is a quite a famous researcher, so he knows how to deal with the uh, journalists and the public media. And he is quite skillful at that, like uh, how he handled the conflict with the Korean society of superconductivity and cryogenics. So this is my suspicion. But maybe the group decided that uh, it is best for Hyun Kim to handle the all outside public communication.
0: Yeah, and so uh, we see him a lot and he's standing by this and... Uh... Uh, maybe the last point I want to say here, and Eli, feel free to chime in, is that um, scientists like this don't, like, this is their uh, break, make-it-or-break-it reputation, right? Like, if he says this is what they claim it says, especially with this level of importance to the world, and essentially it's, like, faked or, or fabricated like we've seen, this is, like, his reputation is basically gone. However, they still stand by this, and we see replication attempts, which we're going to talk to about next.
1: Well, okay, so so the I okay, mean his, his reputation you, his, his reputation is is important. Um, scientists actually uh, would rather find out if they're wrong than uh, than just uh, assert that they're right. Uh, we try to be really careful to not uh, uh, over over-represent the power of our results or, or uh, have conclusions that are not well supported by our results um, because your reputation is important. There, there's, it's, it's okay to be wrong. It's not okay to engage in fraud, I think is, is an important line to understand. But uh, the thing the thing about science is you do your best to make your work replicatable by others so that nobody has to take uh, your word for it, so that nobody has to rely on your reputation or your lack of reputation, if they see enough there to uh, 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 want to try to reproduce your results. And the the uh, the team at Quirk, you know, has has been reaching out to people. There there have been some some issues and things that didn't didn't maybe look the greatest. Uh, but they are engaging with other people to uh, uh, replicate their results. And uh, uh, we don't have any direct information, but uh, it's, it's implied that they've, sh- they've already shared samples uh, with, with third parties for independent verification. Um, but also by now, you know, we have multiple uh, replication efforts uh, around the world uh, that have, had different is obsessed two of them who are part of our green room have had uh what appears to be pretty good uh levels of success at least in terms of showing the, the not not precisely lev- levitation but torque and I'll I'll get into the difference uh, at some point uh between those two things but um you you wouldn't expect to see that if something unusual Weren't going on uh, if you were following, you know, the 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 protocols in in the original papers or anything that reasonably corresponds to them.
2: Will will we have Andrew McCulloch here this time?
0: I I invited Andrew, and Andrew, if you're in the audience, feel free to come up. Uh, Andrew has publicly stated that after the. <laughs> The replication attempt succeeded. Uh, they're dead tired, and he wants to disconnect for a bit. Uh, but Andrew is also part of the group, and uh, we we cheered, we cheered with 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 glee. And I barely fell asleep last night. I wanted to see, uh, but they weren't live streaming the kind of the, the discovery. I will say this one thing: uh, something before we, before we continue. Andrew McAlp and the Varda team kind of space yesterday was replicating. They uh, had like high quality cameras in there. I think uh, Josh. I forgot his name, uh, who's, like, a YouTuber. He's going to give, like, maybe tomorrow a full breakdown of what they, what they thought, which is going to be great and follow that for sure. But, yeah, no, Andrew is not here for now.
1: Just want to quickly mention a little thing. After he got it, uh, uh, he said, okay, so I've got the 4 gigabyte video. I I don't have a machine that I can edit it on here. <laughs> and, like, I'm all... Uh well you could do the boneheaded thing of taking a cell phone video of the video.
0: <laughs> this is why this is why Andrew is the space cowboy. This is kinda how he got started with this, just grabbing, you know, whatever materials and gunning through this. And I, I uh, am going back always, and Eli, thank you and Sankan kind just of uh, feel free to chime in. I'm going back to the credibility of the offers, to the fact that the purpose were messy, to highlight this point. They are standing by this. The The person who's running, who's telling us that they're standing by this, uh, he's not, you know, he knows what he's talking about. He knows the difference between diamagnetism, uh, regular diamagnetism, superconductivity. He, he has the theories. And uh, we saw some replication attempts already happen. And Andrew McAlp is one, Iris Alexandra, the Russian quote-unquote cat girl uh, is another. And... Uh, you know, a lot of doubt was, was thrown towards that threat as well. And, you know, we stand by Iris, that we're 100%. And uh, where... Yeah, she she, know, she knows her stuff. Yeah, Iris knows her, stuff. And, knows her and, stuff. and and uh, I think even Wikipedia followed up. And at some point there was like a bullshit statement that like Wikipedia doesn't want to add the Russian girl from the internet. And now that she's affiliated with the Research Institute, she's on there as well. And Eerie, I feel you have a comment on this as well. Um,
1: not
3: not, not a ton to say, but I think there's something going on with people obsessing over the article and an inconsistent, reliable source policy at the moment. Like I used to edit Wikipedia quite often in the, the, the late uh, in the late two thousands, and I'm quite vigorous in my source checking. And I I was quite surprised when they seemed to copy my table at first, because I definitely don't consider myself a good source. Uh, with everything going on at the moment. It's just the nature of the internet.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Uh, go ahead, Tung-Hen.
2: Uh, so, so I want to talk about how I see the whole thing and uh, from the various interview and statements released from the group and the papers themselves, it is very clear that the group believed their claims, but the important thing is that it's very different from whether they are right or wrong. But at this point, uh, it got replicated multiple times, like the, there is an original group in South Korea and the very first replication in the world was done in Russia. And then there were multiple successes in China and we also got a success from the United States and uh, there is a claim from Germany they succeeded that I can't really evaluate yet. I think it might be a fake. So even if the Germany claim is a fake, we have like a five or six replications so far. So I think the uh, phenomena of the uh, so, so what happens like uh, it the partial levitation and things like that are confirmed beyond any doubt so far, but that does not mean it is a superconductor. And the, I mean the thing is very unclear how we would test for the superconductivity and whether it is a superconductor. Whether it is a superconductor, the, and, uh, I mean, you could measure the electrical resistance. And I think the Andrew McAuliffe's sample is on. Is going to the uh, lab for measurement as we speak. And I heard from the Iris Alexandra that her sample went to the Moscow Engineering and Physics Institute. And they got... Uh, the shot from the particle accelerator beamline and it is also reported from the south korean media that the sample is in the korean energy university that is the subsidiary of the korean electronics electricity and power company that is the uh transmission and distribution of electricity, the monopoly company in South Korea, and they are doing the uh, investigating the, this interesting material with the electronic microscope. So so we will know uh, sometimes in the future, there are actual samples in, around the world, and there are expensive instruments looking at them. Mm, and... Okay, I I need to prepare what I would talk in English. So,
0: uh, adding to this, uh, if folks look on top of the space, National Taiwan University is also currently in the final stage of their uh, superconductor attempt, uh, replicating attempt, and they're live streaming, I think, on Twitch or on YouTube. And uh, so we see, and I will talk maybe a little bit about this as well, we see kind of gung-ho Twitter folks like Andrew and Iris uh, you know, uh, doing this on the back of their like uh, after their day job, and we also see a lot of national huge laboratories. And you know, the host incident in China and southeast in China, and now we look at uh, Taiwan University. It looks like everybody's now stumped, stumped, and some of the claims make sense, right? Like, the, the, these are. The, the this is the process to make this material it, it's lead and copper and some other stuff and it has very very interesting properties but the promise that the, this is i think what people want to know most of all and eli also feel free to chime in the promise of like the holy grail the superconductor material at room temperature that we can start using for um in you know <laughs> in pretty much everywhere we use electricity that is still yet to be Uh, clear whether or not this is coming, correct? Is this a fair summary, Eli? Uh,
1: Yeah, um, and I'll I'll mention that, uh, uh, you know, depending on the quality of, of the samples, it could be, you know, a genuine superconductor, but it could still be, you know, difficult, uh, uh, to get good measurements, uh, until you get good quality samples. And we haven't seen any microscopic images, uh, so far to my knowledge. Um, I actually suggested a type of, uh, of analysis that, uh, uh, Iris Alexander was really excited to hear because she knew somebody who's able to do that, um, So, and, and that doesn't take terribly long, so uh, uh, those results might actually uh, um, see the light of day before the results, uh, um, the measurements that she was working on, uh, and, and are still underway right, um and and I think that's gonna be the story from a lot of places because you know different teams have different uh, uh, instruments, different expertise, and uh, it's a matter of, of uh, you know having the right combination of things come together. Um, the um the other thing that I wanted to mention is what's unique about uh, uh, Iris's approach, and this is probably why she had the first uh, uh, replication. Uh, because it takes it takes a certain amount of time even once you have all of the materials and she figured out as I kind of thought that um, the original two preprints from Quirk uh, were some kind of curious choices in terms of the reactants and I'm not knocking them at all because there's probably some history that led them to that uh, and it's reasonable to stick with what you you have working uh, but approaching it de Novo Um, uh, she tried some different materials that that do make sense and uh, and just improvised it. And in, in her reaction, that avoids some of the time consuming steps. So she was able to produce it more quickly
0: is what I'm getting at. I want to also say there's a turning point. Uh, just one second, please. Um, I want to also say that uh, there's an important point to make here, where Iris started an obscure account with like 300 followers and started like saying, "Hey, I'm doing this in my you know Russian kitchen," and this like let a lot of people chuckle. Now she's affiliated like, and all of this time she was affiliated with the, uh, the Greg Institute, I think, and now she's working with the Moscow Institute. But um, there's a lab there attached to this, and her process was, uh, you know, non-standard, but was definitely the quickest because of some uh, non-traditional approaches. And Iris texted, I think all of us, a picture uh, that she's uh, dis- discussing some of these findings with uh, uh, Por- Pokrovsky. I think Pokrovsky, uh, let me let me find, yeah, Sergei Pokrovsky. Sergei Pokrovsky is the author of... Uh, Anisotropic gap equations in superconductivity theory, and uh, yeah, there's like extreme interest of different scientists uh, that, that like people talk with uh, both from that angle and, and different other angles. I'm sure Andrew McAllup is getting like a lot of interest now. I have even seen Elon Musk reply to one of these, but like I'm sure that like labs is talking to them as well. Uh, and the guy, the the Sergei Prokofsky guy, the guy with like articles about uh, superconductivity, he's also stumped a little bit. He's like. I'm not really sure how like superconductivity is like formed in in some of these connections, and is like there's a lot of questions uh, to be asked. And one thing he said, like Landau, it's better to just do and then test versus like simulate and and uh, try to figure this out. Uh, which I think I think is uh, d-
1: d- d- develop theories in in absence of measurements, right? Yeah. Uh, because u- ultimately you can have really beautiful theories, but. They, they just don't explain the measurements. And the measurement, you know, reality, nature uh, takes precedence over over uh, theories that have not yet uh, gained empirical support. Um, but to, so, so maybe yeah. this is a good, good Ila, time just, to One second, I wanted to get to
0: Sang-hyun. I think you want to start something. interrupted. So I just want to make sure that he gets his place. Sang-hyun, you want to comment?
2: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were talking about alternative alternative synthesis, synthesis process. The that was used by Iris Alexandra and how it compares to Q Center, and I think you were quite unfair to Q Center, So I want to correct. Like the, uh, my guess is that uh this is not confirmed, but Q Centers process is probably higher yield and higher purity than the process used by Iris. Iris was in hurry, like uh, so 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 why? Why she did this on the weekend is that uh, they were talking about uh, the new superconducting material called LK-99 between friends like we all did. And her friend did dare uh, that whether she could synthesize the material until the weekend is done. And there was a bet about it. So the reward was that if she succeeded uh, her friend would buy a beef steak to iris and so she was in hurry like she couldn't wait for 48 hours in um baking in furnace as it is done in the paper so she did an alternative Synthesis route that is literally 100 times faster, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that synthesis is uh, better or superior to the one developed by Q Center. Actually, I suspect that Q Center is like uh, many steps, like uh, 10 or more steps ahead of the every other group currently trying to replicate. Like um, and. But, but Iris's process was very fast, and she succeeded and her friend verified that it is indeed floating. And her friend bought on, uh, beef steak to Iris and uh, they took a picture and uploaded to the Twitter in you know, a victory dance. That's, that's a great
0: commentary. Yeah, and, uh, I thoughts, uh, uh, one second thoughts, I'll get to right. exactly. Uh, I I just want to say I really want to know what Andrew is celebrating with because Andrew is also deserving a celebration tonight uh, because Andrew also started like uh, doing this kind of gung ho and then kind of learned on the way and, and uh, yesterday. Uh, when the video they posted, when Andrew posted the video, he's like, "Hey, I had to cut a lot of screams of excitement with many people going with a magnet on top of some samples and trying to see kind of the rocks kind of jump." And everybody's like, "Hey, Andrew, just post it with the screams." And so I hope I hope Andrew's celebrating with something like this steak tonight that will go down in history, uh, folks. I want to introduce Floats Zero X Floats. I've been following since the beginning of this. Added to my list and has been consistently bringing the latest the kind of developments and news. Floats, welcome. Feel free to introduce this was
2: so, Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I, am very, uh, I am very sorry, but uh, so uh, Alex again pinned the uh, Iris initial thread uh, on the space, but I have a warning. There seems to be some glitch in Twitter that uh, if you start there, you pretty much cannot follow the entire thread because uh, Twitter cuts the thread in various places. So, the best way to read that thread is starting from the actual conclusion that is the uh, photo, uh, photograph of the levitating rock and then scroll over and then read backward. Otherwise, I mean, you uh, practically cannot follow the thread from the first post. They, yeah, they
4: thanks for that. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about the the yield thing because it definitely does seem as though the Q Center people have something going on with the yield. Uh, that seems pretty promising because there was a paper that came out on Monday which sort of suggested the yield was uh, probabilistic and sort of random in nature. Um, the recap, this paper was saying that uh, the method by which the superconductivity is generated is, is pretty simple. You have the copper ion, the copper atom replacing the lead atom. Most of the time, it gets replaced into configuration in which it doesn't work. You get some inert piece of rock, uh, but a very small percentage of the time, you get a piece of superconductivity. It seems to me that this was completely random, and this is why you have these microscopic specks sort of appearing all over the place. But the Q center, their samples are like they have big big old samples, especially the one that came out in the New York times about like two days ago, they're pretty big. So, I mean, that would suggest they do have a a way to probably either increase the percentage of superconductivity, uh, you know, in their sample or they have something going on. So that does seem a little promising.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, uh, just quick,
1: quick, quick mention. Um, there, there are once, once you synthesize something, uh, there are, probably going to be ways to enrich the the superconducting uh, uh, phases, grind it up and get particles and find a way to enrich. Um, and it's, uh, there's a chance that uh, um, it's the same sense synthesis in the paper and they've just, you know, found a purification or enrichment method we don't know yet there's there's a lot that we don't know
4: yeah there was another thing i wanted to talk about because it if you guys take a look at the new interview that came out to like today or two days ago where uh Hyun tak kim uh he's explaining why their sample doesn't uh stand up and the way he explains it it did seem different than the mechanism that was proposed on monday he was saying inside the samples the sample imagine the sample right it's like this 3d object He's saying inside the three D object there's like a one dimensional line of conductivity, like like inside sample just like a, like a line. This is why it doesn't stand up. Uh, this this does seem different than the completely sort of random uh, thing that <laughs> was proposed earlier on Monday. So it does seem that this this conflicted. He also said, well, this also makes me. You know, the iris thing, I, I still I'm not sure if she produced a levitating sample because Hyunta Kim was sort of saying that it was impossible to create a fully levitating sample. The one dimensional superconductivity was somehow preventing full levitation. So uh, that's that's a little bit curious. I want to see you know, what you guys think
5: of that.
1: So, so this this goes to the difference between isotropic and anisotropic material. So uh, um, isotropic means the same in all directions. Anisotropic means not the same in all directions. Now, uh, we believe that the, and, and the the density functional theory uh, papers su- support this, that uh, the columns uh, of, of lead in, in the apatite crystal structure are uh, superconducting channels. And, you know, microscopically, they are just that columns, you know, in, in a in a tightly packed ordered array with phosphates between them. Um, but it, in the, the samples, you know, it could be anything from like little little grains that are that are like that to uh, spaghetti, like where, where you have things curving around each other. And the, the morphology is going to have consequences for how it behaves. Um, it look if it is at least somewhat uh, anisotropic, in other words, mostly aligned as opposed to just a ball of spaghetti, um, it is more likely that you'd get the kind of behavior that we've seen in in the re- the replication videos where it, it doesn't levitate but it torques as you turn the field, it it lines up with the field lines. And so, so, if if you think about it, um, if it can go between, if the field can go easily between the superconducting channels, then then that explains the observation that uh, that it's it's just minimizing the the um, the field and the superconductor by going, you know, in, in the the uh, aligned gaps between the superconducting channels. Now, somebody commented in one of the threads um, uh, about um, whether you could, uh, well, I, I won't go into their, their thing because it, it, I'll go into what, what I replied with because I, I understand that better. Um, if you could turn on an electromagnet, that might have the kind of pinning that you get in a type two superconductor so that it will move. In three dimensions, with that—that's just a guess. I could easily be wrong. I'm happy either way to see the results of, of, of that test, um, but this is not the same as as uh, the the established type one or type two uh, superconductors in this regard, from what we've seen so far. But again, you know, this is fragmentary and inferential, right? We, we it, and it's been. And I think that the, it's been a couple the of next weeks, week right? is going to show us just real quick, the next week is going to show us lots more results.
0: Yeah, this is what I want to highlight. It's only been a couple of weeks and like the replication speed that we saw was, was fairly crazy. Um, uh, Sanyun, I pasted an image above it. This is from a Chinese preprint of a paper uh, and I don't know if you wanted to comment on that, but it definitely tries to talk about uh, and if you want to highlight this guy who this paper is from from, uh, from the Chinese media, okay. I would love for you to kind of summarize that angle as well.
2: So so before so so alex pinned the new tweet on on the space and before commenting on that i want to share two info two pieces of information that doesn't seem to be widely known the first is that the Q center group actually commented on their like uh, not exactly, but how many samples they have, and their production rate and yield and things like that. The comment is that they can produce a sample that was so 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 so. We know of two public samples. That the first one was on the first video uploaded by Hyun Kim on the sidecast, and the second sample we know always the one in the New York Times video, and if you carefully look at two videos, it is very clear that two are different different samples of the similarly large size. And so, the question is, they said that uh, to, cre- to create a sample, the size of the uh, things in the two videos, they need need one week and uh, they said that all samples are either sent or uh in transit or i mean they want to keep some samples for themselves so they have no samples to share simply i mean i mean they are they are cooking the raw (laughs) obviously they are Cooking the rug in the basement as best as possible, but it takes one week for them to produce the, the sample we have seen. So wait, so, hold on. So if, so they pro- You yeah. said they were sent. What?
4: Where were they getting sent to? This is this is seems like it's news, right? You said th- we only know two samples. Uh, they, week.
2: They, they don't talk about it, but the, the 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 implication is that uh there is no pre sample currently
4: right right but i mean but, well, hold on there's there's so we know there's two samples right the one in as you said the one in the original video then the, there's one in the new york times but then you also but then you also say they produce at a rate of one a week it's been like a few weeks now and, and then you said they sent the sample somewhere right so like where where are these where are these other samples going
2: so so one place we know the sample is in the korean energy university that i talked about in the power company the the, the primary investigator in the university that said that they were working on it with the electronic microscope did an interview that and confirmed that they have a sample uh, other locations of a sample are not clear i searched very i i mean we have like 10 people in our korean discord room and we searched uh, as hard as possible and uh, there is no mention of uh, who got the sample but uh, so the conclusion is uh, like we know two we know about two samples and ex- uh, at least one sample is in the korean energy university and uh, other samples are in uh, appropriate places, and there are no free samples, and they need uh, one week to produce one sample. And the, uh, one other thing is that uh, so so Iris Alexandra has a uh, uh, it's not really rock; it's a spec. So so it's a very small, like. A, she definitely had a floating spec and she hand carried that sample to the Moscow Engineering and Physics Institute, which is a very prestigious institution in Russia. And uh, they did the various measurements. After that, uh, she uh, retook the sample and went to home because she wants to keep it and uh the people from mpi that is Moscow engineering physics institute said that uh some measurements are not possible with uh such a small spec so so they said that it would be very much appreciated if uh, Iris could uh, produce a sample that is at is five times bigger than the current sample. So Iris's first priority work is working on the bigger sample, and she seems to think she can do it. Ah, uh, so so that was so so. Uh, whereabouts of samples and the production rate and uh, how MEPI requested for the five times larger sample. That was the two pieces of information I wanted to share. And uh, uh, so so there is an image of this uh, image to explain the theory of the uh, partial levitation and uh, so, so where this image came from is uh, there is a uh, Chinese Q a site uh, which is very big, like uh, named Jihu. It's like an uh, Chinese version of an English website like Stack Overflow and Quora. And uh, there had been a frenzied discussion of the LK99 and superconductivity and in jihu. And the first and most popular question, on the jihu on the uh, South Korean claim of superconductivity called LK99, has received uh, uh, 150 million page views so far, and uh, uh, our group is looking at the new questions and the new claims and new posts post- posted on jihu like. Uh, uh, so, so, so it is a fire hose, like uh, there there are too many things, and uh, it is physically impossible to read them all. But um, we are looking for uh, what is the most interesting information. And Z who has a voting system, so the user both the, uh, the most uh, interesting posts and most interesting comments. So we are mostly scanning the top posts. And one of my friends identified someone called the CGC, we, we are uh, so so that that is the Mandarin, modern Mandarin pronunciation. So we are it is hard to type. So we are calling him the by the initial X Z X, but the name is clearly not in Mandarin. That is a modern Chinese. Uh, it it is almost certainly written in Wenyan, which is um, classical Chinese, and it means something like the uh you need to uh. Clean and wash the uh, uh elixir of a plant in the river of the valley, whatever that is. And uh, his self biography is uh, no obscure. Maybe it was written by himself. That is an uh classical Chinese uh, twenty letters rhymed poetry. And his affiliation is listed as uh. uh higher the uh, so, so institution of higher education I mean I mean uh that that is literally what is in his bio so so he is in the institution of higher education, but he wants to say which one and this user's post is like uh, he. He never uses any other source, like he does not link or where he learned his stuff, but he uh, supposed is universally excellent. Like uh, this user knows something. Like, it it is impossible to write things like that without knowing something. And uh, everyone... Can I step in and just summarize
0: for the folks the last couple of things? Because I think it's very important, right? Like Iris before, like she was fairly obscure and people didn't start believing because like it's not affiliated. But some people started looking at the science. You're saying there is a person in this Chinese social media uh, called by XCX uh, with like no affiliation necessarily. And that person also looks kind of like this, like banger replies uh, information that like is pertinent to the science. Very like great. And uh, and you guys have been following him. And I think uh, Elsa in, in our group is also like separately confirming that like this person is uh, adding the very information, very good information, correct? A good summary of, of, of this yep. person?
2: yes yes so uh, XGX uh, posted an answer to why the partial levitation and in that post that like uh, is slimness because he has worked uh, two days straight without sleeping and uh, his theory of partial levitation is uh, in preparation and it will be posted to archive so so I think he's in some kind of academic institution in China and I mean, this user is clearly addicted to the social media Jihu. So uh, he heavily apologized for why he couldn't keep answering <laughs> because he is writing the paper as if answering the question on Jihu is more important public duty than writing a paper. But he couldn't help himself that. Um, present uh, the gist of the is uh, preprint currently in writing so 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 in practice we have a pre preprint on jihu and the image alex posted is from that preprint on jihu showing the diagram how the partial levitation happened i mean i cannot summarize the post so so so, it is written in you know, a hasty style compared to the paper. But, I mean, you need actual scientific expertise to understand that post. I cannot hey, uh, uh, talk so, about it here. This
4: person, you, you, so this person created a sample. You're saying this person's levitated the sample, is partially levitating, and is going to create uh, an archive preprint. This sort of implies that, like, are, are there photos or is there videos of this guy's sample i mean this would be like the third or fourth
1: yeah look look at his his uh timeline he posted the video to youtube whoever's talking is muted
0: yeah i don't think uh, uh, go ahead somehow i think uh, so we have this user. He's about to preprint. Uh, would you like to post a tweet with his uh, pre preprint uh, so people can start translating and, and learning from it? Let me look for it. Uh, whose timeline? Whose timeline has the video?
4: I'm looking at Sanhoon's timeline for the video. I can't find it. Yeah, do you
0: know who I. The... <laughs> I I actually. Uh have not followed whether or not this person replicated by himself or just comments and I I don't know if there's a video but I do know there's like the preprint and I don't know that like uh, the folks who are following his comments um, they the comments seem to be like not sourced by somebody else so this person kind of floats up the algorithmic waves to the top of the comment line a lot uh, I actually don't know if they replicated themselves um, and I don't know if like the paper is based on experimental evidence or just, uh, you know, just, just looking at stuff and learning. I actually don't know. However, the, the image that I posted is like a first attempt that uh, the pre preprint is supposed to get uploaded at some point of explaining the the, the semi float conductivity type thing that we see in, in most of the samples so far, besides very tiny specs, right? And we do, we, we do see some or uh, levitation were very tiny specs. I think one of the first replication attempts floats, you may remember, you remember from v- VPS Havana in India. They generated like very big rocks essentially, and then they quickly posted to the archive, hey, this doesn't work. Like rocks, the, you know, don't levitate. And many people in the comments, <laughs> the, the, to me, this was funny, right? Not a scientist, I'm following the human element of this. Back then, when IRIS was still obscure, somebody commented on Facebook on an Indian kind of research group hey you should smash the rocks look at like iris that's what she suggested and uh to me that was like really funny because like unlike a peer review and archive citations yeah. <laughs> somebody in an obscure twitter like facebook post on an indian uh, facebook comments about a russian you know twitter anon person and actually provides good information so smashing of the rocks it looks like andrew that's what he, he had as well andrew produced a sample that's like you know finger-sized basically <clears throat> and then andrew quickly smashed it and started looking with the magnet for like the, the, the parts that do levitate the parts that do kind of react to magnetism and uh, so back to this uh, Chinese commenter I don't know if they actually have produced a video I don't have confirmation on that I do know that like they are also obscure, they're also like using social media very well and people follow and, and wait for the, their advice and they're about to release kind of a potential explanation of why this partial semiconductivity works in like the bigger sample um, yeah yeah yeah. yeah sorry, sorry,
1: I thought you were referring to something else. So, so forget forget what I said about digging up the video. But uh, <laughs> all right, no problem there. Uh, I, I I will actually since it's not pinned uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it. I'll I'll put up the um the the link to to Andrew McCallop's, uh video.
4: Uh yeah. Um so. The Indian thing. Yeah, it's pretty funny. If you take a look at their Facebook, they have produced like the biggest sample I've ever seen. They have this huge puck and like they put it on top of the magnet. Their sample is bigger than the magnet. And they're like, hey, why is not it (laughs) flying?" Yeah. So there's a lot of people asking them to smash it. I'm not sure if they were. Uh, One thing to watch out for is they do have another sample coming out uh, tonight. Yesterday. Um, they hadn't. They produced another sample. Uh, it didn't work. They said they were going to produce another one tonight. So I think we have a total of three replications to look for uh, overnight here. We have the one from Taiwan, the one from India, and I believe there's one from Eastern Europe or so, maybe Poland.
0: Yeah, the Polish Institute also is working on something like this. And the, the German puck that actually levitates that we haven't confirmed yet, um, I just want to say, I, I don't know if uh, anybody wants to pin this tweet. Uh, that, is, that is 100% fake. So, so, so the on, one hold, that hold, came hold, out. Folks, I, I will ask you, because you're new to the space, I will ask you to not throw out 100%, because it's not 100%. Some folks that we talk to in the green room, they're not sure whether or not it's 100%. The process seems legit. The process that they describe would like, breaking down the big sample to smaller pieces and sorting them you like do you remember the process that the, the, do you remember what i'm talking about and do you remember the process they outlined better than me they're sorting it by via the mechanism or something right it well it's it's looking for for things that respond yeah
1: um and there are varieties of way to do, to do this it's on un, it's unclear though um um, which of, of the ones that worked with other superconductors will work with this just because
0: of the one D uh, channels? So, but but they do claim that, and and again, this is a claim, floats. So it's not confirmed for sure. Uh, but however, the folks that we. I personally asked about this this sample. They're not sure either. It does look like one of them cheap Amazon thingies that you buy, and just like a like You know, levitates on top of the magnet. It does look like that. However, they claim, and and again, I will delete my tweet if they claim it doesn't materialize. That claim that the process was smashing the samples of LK down to small bits and then using those bits uh, or trying to organize them based on the. Uh, Electro, I don't know, based on levitation ability and then combining them together into the spuck. And this is what they claim they do. And uh, it's a new Twitter account, so it doesn't seem believable. And, uh, you know, they're not answering anymore, but we may see something from them. I will say they they posted two videos of high quality and uh, from two angles. And I think it's important to note, at least, whether or not this is fake or not. If this is not fake, this is the first actual levitating example that we saw in high-quality video. That's, I think, is important to know.
2: So, so the, about Institute to fear, Junder uh, Anwendungen, uh, likely from. I mean, the name is in German, so. Probably no, the from The gives it
4: away. It's a straight 4chan troll. If you try, like, take the name, translate it. It's a reference to like mental retardation. It's like Department of Special. Like this is this is 100% like a four. Uh, yeah, don't say 100%. But this is this is a complete troll job by 4chan. I I don't think we should be falling for this. This is, this is an electromagnet. The behavior is completely different from all the other diamagnetic or superconductive uh, things we've seen. The material keeps going towards the same place. That's not behavior you would expect. It's definitely not pinned because it's spinning around. And again, the name it just gives it away. The, the Germans are trolling us. This is just a simple. This is a
0: simple troll. I uh, I, I I hear you, and I love the rigor, and I, I appreciate.
2: I kind you. I kind of agree. Like. Uh... It, it is like the most trollish name possible i I am thinking of whether there is a graduate school of creating trolling names and uh, uh so many people graduated from that Institute I <laughs> like like uh, I mean but the thing is uh, quantum energy research center is also a trolling name like <laughs> you you I mean I mean its it is a mighty strange name, and like the, this institute is as credible as Q Center to say otherwise. Uh, it is extremely suspect. I agree, and the video is not convincing. I mean, I mean, it is not supposed to work that way. But, but uh, I mean. I mean I
3: would say that it's not the name that gets me because there are lots of companies out there that just sound generic as hell. Right? And and the thing about the internet is that you could argue that everything here
0: Oh, I think we lost theory. It's
3: it's really about oh. how convincing they are, and they're not convincing enough to us because like I'm not someone who is very can like confirmed, like I-, I could say that Iris isn't confirmed enough for academic levels unless she,
0: you're, you're or, unless in she comes forward your, yeah,
3: right. and doxes herself or something like that. You know, so like it's really about just whether they're convincing enough, and they're not. There's
1: just they're. They're not giving you know, additional information about how they did things. Um, it, it, there's, they, they do say something about how having reprocessed it and, and packed it or, or something to that effect. But it's like, well, yeah, sure. If you, if you uh, repack it with a bunch of carbon, then it's the same as uh, uh, floating some, some graphite over, over some, some magnets. And it's just straight diamagnetism.
0: Okay, so I think at this point we don't have at all consensus. Uh, Floats is at 100%. I'm not. Uh, And I will say the most, okay, if I'm taking for a fool and this is a a 4chan troll attempt, uh, when Iris first started, people said exactly the same thing. I wasn't sure. There's folks in the audience who actually texted, you know, Iris' profile and said, hey, this is a troll. Uh, is this like a, a trolling attempt? So I'm no longer like dismissing things just because they seem trolly uh, until I see additional evidence. The evidence I would like to see is the comments the people left on that thread. Iris left a comment uh, asking a question, some other folks. Folks are trying to see whether or not this process of smashing it to bits and combining it to a pack actually works. They said they will release some archive things, so I'm I'm waiting. I'm not entirely dismissing because um, you know I, 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 if I'm fooled, that's fine. I'm not claiming that they have what they have. However, let's let's put aside the German Institute for
4: right, hold on. just
0: one last thing, one last thing. about okay. this group. Like in in the video, like you
4: get straight under the magnet. You can basically see the coils that are comprising the electromagnet if you power an electromagnet you can levitate I didn't see anything the cause, man. Uh, what
0: i saw is a 3d printed casting to hold the magnets and what i heard from them as an explanation is that th- this is what they do uh, and their magnet is like t- too competing. so i'm still waiting but uh, I, I appreciate that they smiled about like removing every list last piece of kind of information resistance from this
1: yeah, I, I think that, you know, when more information is forthcoming from them, then, you know, maybe we can look or we, we can look at it again. Uh, no, maybe there. Uh, but uh, uh, based on what they've provided so far, is this just there? there isn't
0: enough to, to even consider. Agree. And they kind of went offline. And so we'll see. There was another person. Um... Also, there's a bunch of fakes. Let's summarize this. we Will not cover all the fakes or the process, but we'll focusing the audience, hopefully you see some of the process that the group has internally as well. There's a lot of like discussion, information. I think Sanghyun summarizes best. There's a fire hose of information. There's like an, an insane torrent of of uh, people trying to replicate, people trying to talk. Uh, and to this end, I will say a huge thanks to folks like Floats folks like Eerie, folks like Sanghyun uh, that, that like try to cover and, and bring to you uh, verified and uh, with rigor, verified information as it comes out and it comes out very fast. And so I, I definitely, this is some insight into how this happens. Sanghyun, you have a comment, go ahead.
2: Okay, so one thing. Uh, Alex just pinned the uh, tweet by Paul Gerhardt on the where to read about the comment of the CGC XGX, but uh, the link is not correct. I will I will post the correct link after the space is finished. Okay, remove. Like it. uh, so 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 yeah yeah, that's not the link. Okay,
0: remove the link. Um, and uh, again verification on the fly. Um. So we did talk about the Polish Institute and there's, uh, we're waiting for some, uh, um, results from, um, the floats, help me out. Uh, I'm blanking I'm out on the, the, uh, the national, Taiwan, 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 yes, Taiwan, Taiwan. so, so the, 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 pol- the, folks who do semiconductors are doing superconductors. That's, that's the line that I wanted to get across. Uh, when is this happening and what are we expected to see? Do we know? Uh, and, uh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah so it's the it's a few posts back i believe on the timeline um they have a youtube live link they said it's 16:30 taiwan time so uh let me just pull up <laughs> my page here so we have the uh, time conversion uh yeah yeah uh it's saturday for them yeah it will be one thirty am pacific 4:30 am eastern so and then they have a now. youtube
2: Four it, hours from now. Yes, it is four. It is four hours from now.
0: Yeah. So we're expected to see, and it's a live stream. I'm not sure. So it's three hours. Oh, three hours from oh, now. Three, three hours.
2: Hour? It's a YouTube live. It, a it's hours. a YouTube okay. live of,
0: of the baking of the process. But uh, like Andrew, maybe we won't see them actually smashing or levitating. uh But hopefully, yes. I don't know what the setup is, but definitely this is a confirmed. Like big corporation with scientists, right? This is not like a pure home attempt. We're we're watching this very closely as well. Um, I want to start maybe maybe wrapping up this a little bit. We did all the all the updates. Um, I want us to go around the. the um, actually, Eli, I want to ask you this. And we we had a few scientists up here before. Um, what needs to be seen? In order for us to start like celebrating like crazy, the roaring twenties are back. We're so fucking back; it's not even funny. What what needs to be seen? So we got replication, right? The paper. Well, we 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 haven't
1: actually. We okay. Yeah, talk about this. We we've got replication of the putative material, the putative superconducting phase, uh, as judged by uh, these unusual responses to applied magnetic fields. Right? We haven't seen. Uh, other than, than the 110 Kelvin reproduction, uh, which, and I, I, I do want to come back to, to a comment on that, um, uh, any uh, resistivity measurements yet? I'm sure that we're going to see that from, from uh, uh, Alex's uh, samples pretty soon, and I, I would expect the same will be true for, for Iris's. Um, but, you know, both of them are dependent on other people to do those for them. They can't do them themselves. So, uh, so that, you know, they're, they're working on it. And, and uh, I would expect that that's sooner rather than later, because um, I, I, I'm sure that everybody wants to know these answers. So, um, so
0: let, me, let me maybe uh, uh, present a start and then you, you complete um, we know that the team is legit, even though in the beginning it didn't seem like it and they were fairly obscure. So now it looks like they at least have the process uh, and the folks have replicated the process enough to get something out of it. There's something we're still not sure what the properties are, but like the team is not lying, the process is not lying. It's fairly easy to replicate as well. The process is trying to bake a material from lead and copper and some fairly uh, other easy, easily, made, easily found materials, uh, which is very exciting if in the end, this does turn to be a superconductor. It's very exciting because current superconductors not only need to be chilled, they're also expensive to make, uh, and uh, it's very exciting. We know that the results were not fabricated necessarily, right? I don't know if all of the papers, uh, graphs and, and, and tests that they had were replicated also, and this is, I think, what, what remains to be seen. Um, we know, we, we saw levitation, partial levitation, don't matter what, like, we saw this confirmed multiple times in multiple videos yesterday with, like, 4K from Andrew. Right? So we know that like, if you add the magnet to the sample based on the process that the Korean team says they have, uh, it levitates. We know this, I think, at this point with certainty. Uh, anybody still uh, doesn't think that we have this? It feels like we have this with certainty. Um, and uh, Eli, here I'm bringing it to your doorstep. We know that the, the University of Southeast uh, in, in China, they said that the material that they've baked uh, from this process is in fact superconducting at very low temperature of 110 Kelvin. In my in my uh, tweet, I said 400 Kelvin, and then I it didn't change, but like 110 Kelvin, this material is superconducting, right? This is what came out, and then people yeah. said maybe no. Can you talk to us about that?
1: Well, okay, so I mean, at least in terms of the, the posters that were, were shown, it, it looks like they measured it, and it comes out low. Um, with a transition temperature between 110 and 150 kelvin and by the way that does qualify this material as a quote high temperature uh superconductor uh the only the only question is you know what was the quality of their sample and and what is the real critical temperature right uh when when you have a good sample um i'm sure they got the the critical temperature for the sample they had exactly right um Uh, So, so, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, let's say that the whole room temperature ambient pressure thing doesn't bear out. Uh, We still have an ambient, uh, a new, a new, a new and a new class of ambient pressure. Quote, high temperature superconductor verified, even if it's not room temperature, right? Of course, we really want it to be room temperature. Uh, but going back to the other question that you, you asked me about, you know, what, what do we need to see? Uh, strictly speaking, we don't need to see uh, magnetic uh, susceptibility measurements and uh, heat capacity measurements because, you know, superconductivity is just the, you know, how well does it uh, uh, conduct. Uh, electrons, but those those two things that I just mentioned, magnetic susceptibility and uh, uh, heat capacity are really important uh, for various applications that we would really like a high temperature uh, like room temperature or higher superconductor for. like the magnetic susceptibility tells us a lot about you know how strong a magnetic field can we generate with this, which is immediately important for, Things like fusion reactors and and for uh, uh, um, other other th- other applications where you want to generate a high field, um, I believe that you could use this stuff as it is um, for really sensitive magnetic uh, detections, such as uh, uh, squids, uh, superconducting quantum interference devices, which are the sensors in in uh, medical MIs. So, Eli, I want to
0: circle back on this last post, uh, last point, please. So, as it stands, let's say that uh, the University of Southeast um, um, and uh, the superconductivity at 110 Kelvin applies to this. Without any further research, without any further advancement, you're saying already at this point, this seems very interesting to those applications. Without us going up to room level temperature, this is already like a very...
1: Uh, well, okay, um, we we don't have the um, the at least from what I don't have missed it. I very very well could have the magnetic susceptibility, and, and again, that's to, to to tell you the you know how high a field can you can you uh, generate with it. But the sensitivity uh, you should probably be able to get uh, uh, for anything that's superconductive.
0: I mean,
4: one weird thing what? about the Southeast University one was even though they detected the superconductivity when they had the super chilled sample, it still sh- did not do any sort of levitation, according to them. So, I mean, that was one very weird point, but uh, we'll cling on to a little hope from <laughs> one study.
2: I mean, uh, as already pointed out, it's a new class of a superconductor. So, that in is, itself is very interesting. And uh, we don't understand how this new class of superconductor works and it could take a long time to establish the theory.
4: Well, so uh, Hyun Kim in his interview, uh, he sort of very clearly said that this one directional super- superconductivity is sort of strictly inferior to 2D and 3D. So, I mean, my, my thinking is like over the course of the week, the odds of this thing being real have increased significantly. I mean, there were a number of studies which all said it was possible, they didn't have to. They could have said it was a little, you know boat of lunk, uh, but they all said they were possible. Um, the replications looked good, and we had that uh, superconductivity at low temperature thing. But um, I, I'm sort of worried that this that this material sort of becomes the new graphene if you guys look up what graphene is it's like this 2d like one atom thick layer of carbon if you look up its properties it's like this miracle thing you would think that if we had this like uh just like us we're talking about with these the superconductor like all the world's problems would be solved but it ends up like it, it's barely used at all <laughs> so i'm sort of yeah. worried that this will go in that That's, direction I wonder
2: yeah if yeah like yeah talking. yeah exactly exactly like the okay, uh, so, so the
1: the field the field I mean your characterization is is correct but the extrapolation from it uh, uh, I would contend uh, uh, will be will be shown to to I think we're at a transition point uh, I actually do have stuff in preparation regarding uh, graphene synthesized by by a couple of different uh, methods and the the issues with limiting graphene are being able to produce. Uh, large quantities of it efficiently enough um there are developments you know quite independent of of anything that i'm working on that are 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 making that more more promising um and and so the you know the the we're we're entering a new chapter on that and uh we're we're going to see it uh, uh in not very long i want to just yeah
0: uh, sorry uh, sometime go ahead
2: okay so so our Discord room in Korean has uh, people who worked on graphene and people who worked on carbon nanotube, obviously. And uh, so so the LK99 is uh, sort of like graphene and carbon nanotube. So their opinion is that I mean carbon uh, graphene and carbon nanotube uh, at first uh, was greeted uh, a lot of high expectation, but uh, actual practical application fell very short, to say the least. Uh, So one of the problem is that uh, they are carbon-based and like... uh, I mean, carbon is inconvenient and uh, it is hard to manufacture at scale and it is to uh, like uh, hard to, it has a bad material properties. And their opinion is that, I mean, this thing is LK99 is like graphene and carbon nanotube, but with better manufacturing and better material properties. So they are hopeful.
4: Yeah, I mean, that was exactly you know the the concern here. And uh, Eli's uh, addition there were very helpful about the production capabilities of graphene. I feel like they're entirely applicable to LK99. And I mean, this seems like it's going to be a very hard material to produce. Uh, Hyun Tai Kim said, look, so graphene is is a 2D sheet. Uh, Hyun Tai Kim characterized this as a, like a 1D string. So I mean, it seems like it's going to be even harder. And uh, who knows if we can, like if you have a bunch of LK99 dust, how are you going to combine them? It seems like it's uh, if you just want to weld them together, is <laughs> like your first thought. But that might get rid of some of the properties. So I mean, we'll see for sure.
2: Uh, I mean, so 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 there is a there is an uh, Korean park. So 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 I want to talk about the patent situation.
0: Yes, please go. So uh,
2: yeah 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 yeah. So Quantum Energy Research Center is a business. So they want to profit. And they probably want to establish the factory and produce these things. Like the most likely scenario is that they patent the patent the technology and license it to other companies. So so there are lots of patent patent pending, and the, so so the first uh, patent application to the Korean Patent Office was actually granted in two thousand twenty two and uh they also applied for the international patent which is now published but not yet granted and uh so so if you read the patent i mean i recommend reading it 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 has lots of information that is not available anywhere else they talk about like uh As you said, it is a 1D bit of superconducting wire that is randomly interspersed in 3D space. And how do you make it superconducting and how do you manufacture it? It is a difficult question. And they say that, I mean, we could do... The monocrystalline growth, like uh, I mean, the semiconductor wafer used in the semiconductor manufacturing is actually, uh, it is a grown crystal. Like uh, its a purity is a ninety-nine percent point ninety-nine. I mean that there are nine nines in there. Um I think it is twelve nine anyway it is a process called uh chokratsky process, which is very tricky, but i mean uh q center is thinking about how to do that They they haven't completed the process, but the patent clearly says that uh they want something like the Chokrarsky process and uh uh they they are claiming that it should be done on the patent
0: so um I, I want to just go ahead. Yeah. If, 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 if
1: I can. Um, so, okay, so there, there's this, this 1D issue. Um, I put uh, a link to, you you do have to sign up for, for the website, but you can download uh, or you can look at the crystal structure, download and look at the crystal structure. I give instructions in that thread. And if, if you do that, you can rotate it and you see that there are these um, columns of six lead atoms Right. And um, it is the the um, those columns that that represent the one one of the possible one dimensional channels and then another possible one dimensional channel. And that's most likely the the real one is the lead and uh, copper in the substitutions atoms that are in the set towards the center of that cell and it's not that it's like isolated uh uh carbon nanotubes but rather if you think of a block where they're all bunched together in a well-ordered stack right that that would represent the one dimensionality of it and and basically the the goal would be to make the 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 grains uh, as large as possible and uh uh, so the, the the method that silicon crystals are grown with, where you start with a seed crystal and then grow with it, I think is what they're referring to in that patent.
0: So I want to talk about applications a little bit, because somebody asked in the audience, uh, the Hinta Kim seemed to be in a rush to, to jump into kind of the, the application phase and not verification phase. And I want to also stress that many of the verification that we're seeing, trying to even understand first of all how, how to get this bigger sample, this big yield, like you said, like uh, uh, Quantum Center has, right? They have the biggest examples of all, and they supposedly gave us the the, the process to generate this. And yet, it's like uh, it, it, we haven't seen replication of the process, and it takes them a while, like uh, Sankion said. I, I will mention that like they've been caught off guard by this release, most likely. This is this is fairly this is fairly verified at this point. Quan uh, released the first paper and then they rushed the second paper out and then they had to change it a little bit they even had mistakes within the first pa- so they rushed out, this is I think known and understood at this point and uh, now it looks like some the audience has he, he seems to be starting to talk about application phase, and I think what Sangyan said is very important, quantum research has patents on this, They they are sure of what they have they have the person that like is experimental in, in superconductivity. their process wasn't that great and I showed that as well so she can uh, faster replicate smaller samples but they do have some process that yields bigger samples. While the world rushes to replicate, they're potentially moving forward with with you know application because they want to be the people who <laughs> who kind of profit of the you know it's a for-profit company um, and we're in capitalism floats uh, and, and Eli, uh, we try to stay away from hype as much as possible so far. However, some hype amount is warranted, right? Because at this point, we've seen already videos, we've seen papers come out, we've seen multiple different people replicate, and we, we see them doubling down on uh, saying that they have what they, have, they, they think they have. And they also, it's not like they came out with this necessarily just now. It's been... It's been a process, potentially with roots all the way to like USSR and then some Polish folks. Uh, I, I don't want to go into this whole history, uh, Sangyan At some point, you will you will tell about this whole history um, and and the books that uh, Sangyan is getting. Folks, if you want to contribute to the effort, send Sangyan the book. Uh, uh, but it's not like they came out with something; they found something. They, they didn't create it. They found a whole area of exploration that we we as a world just need to look at to start. Uh, to, on a different process. It may pan out like graphene, like Float said. It does not seem like the folks who are saying this, the claims they make now that like their authenticity has been proven, it does not seem that this is how they're approaching this uh, this area. And I will just add from my other thing. Eli, just one second, I'll let you comment on this. I will add from my other thing that we're writing. Uh, my other thing being I, I do, I'm a host of Thursday AI and I'm talking about AI and explaining this simply to folks and we see an insane, insane, uh, I'm using insane double, t- twice in the same sentence because I'm as excited about this as, as that. Um, we're living in an exponential uh, growth stage of, of capabilities for humanity. Exponential curve, double exponential curve, hardware and software in the race of AI, right? Uh, a month ago or a year ago, none of us could have done what we're doing right now because, I, I don't know, everything that someone posted to me, I'm, I'm translating with AI. Right? Uh, I know that uh, Eli if you want to pick up afterwards there have been replication attempts not uh, sorry simulation attempts uh, coming out from Sinead Connor from from Berkeley and some other folks in China also confirming that they've without drawing the actual sample they ran some simulation to give them some some examples and those are problematic so far. however we know that you know the exponential curve in the eye exists and we know that like you would be able to simulate more of this Now that we know where to look, I think it's very important that this is established. We know where to look for this new thing. They, like this is like, entirely, uh, I would say, true at this point and this gives me the, the permission to hype up a little things. Uh, we know where to look for new things that we haven't been looked at before and we are potentially joining another exponential curve which potentially will solve all the problems of before. And I will conclude on this last thing. It's now incredibly open source collaborative. We have, yeah, we have, uh, go ahead,
2: Sahan. Please, please, please. So, uh, I want to moderate on hype because uh, so, so this is my second time joining the Twitter space and in the first uh, Twitter space, I insisted on sharing the probability because uh, I really believe in... Uh, voting for the value but betting for the belief uh, and uh, on the first space I stated my probability to be 15 percent and many people confused were confused Sorry. about this probability yeah? of
0: what it's very important that you say probability of
2: yeah what. yeah 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 so so, so I said the 15 percent and that was the probability of we benefiting from the actual application of the room temperature superconductor uh many people confused it to be the probability of replication but at the first space i was like 99 percent sure that it would replicate like we had multiple replication already and i mean uh if uh if the floating rock they are holding in the queue center is another genuine article it it's very hard to explain the behavior of the people and the data related so far, but but that 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 is completely different from the new era of humanity. To quote the expression in the uh, three third paper, and uh, Alex also talked about like the exponential increase of the capability of humanity. That 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 is completely different. Like uh, I mean. Graphene and carbon nanotube definitely exist, and their physical property is studied in depth. But uh, graphene and carbon nanotube didn't change the world. And it is, I mean, uh, uh, my opinion is that it is currently the the most likely situation is that LK ninety nine would fail. I, I I mean I mean uh would be disappointing exactly like the uh graphene and carbon nanotube was disappointing. So at this point, my probability of the uh we get the miracle, uh, enter the age of a miracle and wonder and get the, all the miracles of the uh, room temperature superconductor, it's like 30%. So so my probability doubled between the last space and this space, but 30% is still lower than half. So, so let's moderate the hype. Yeah,
4: I have exactly the same position. I mean, the probability that I think that LK99 is, like, there is some sort of superconductivity is uh, extremely high here. But the practical usefulness has... I've been questioning it sort of more and more, especially with these productivity issues, especially with, again, everyone should listen to Hyun Kim's interview today. Like, he he was definitely stressing, like, this 1D thing was inferior to 2D and 3D. So um, the other thing I would like to bring up is, you know, the the study that said, uh, substituting gold for copper might yield better results. I mean, I think that definitely, uh, needs to be studied more. Um, the one weird thing is I, like right now, the copper is being delivered via a copper phosphate. I'm not sure how you would deliver the gold. Um, but the gold is 4,000 times as expensive as the copper. So, e- so even if that was the better solution, this wouldn't be like the, uh, the total utopia we were pro- probably imagining a week ago where we could just have this uh, copper and lead solution. I mean, if copper and gold, 4,000 times as expensive, I mean, you,
0: it, the the limitations would be much higher. Yeah, I will,
2: yeah, yeah. I will, I will,
4: copper I will, and gold. Wait, wait, wait. wait yeah. second,
0: one second, please. I want to uh, say hi to Andrew, Andrew Coat, uh, who's uh, joined a few of our spaces and uh, permoniciously, I don't know if that's a word, uh, had a tweet storm about potential application of superconductor in the room temperature like three weeks before this released uh hey andrew how are you how's your evening
5: hey guys doing good yeah happy to be here happy to chat um you, yeah really like ju- the conversation
0: you just joined in the last part of it i would say where you know i started adding a little bit of hype and and uh some folks are on the other side of it. not the other side entirely but monitoring the hype moderating the hype uh and uh, I maybe maybe it's good to ask. Uh, Sanghyun just said that your probabilities up, updated from the last space. and last race was what a week ago. I want to say maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah, around a week ago. Uh, Andrew, has your probabilities updated in any way, up or down?
5: Yeah, yeah. I probably echo some of the sentiments here. Um, you know, my mental model for sort of the unfolding story—it's kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, you know, I think the engineering practicability of LK99 as a substance is 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 kind of doubtful in that way, but what it seems to be doing is um, really challenging a lot of theories of superconductivity. So it, just for context there, you know, theories informing what this phenomenon is have always come out after the fact, after experiments have been performed, and then people are seeking to explain it um, in hindsight. So we've never really had a predictive theory of superconductivity and you know there's been a lot of contentions in the theory space about how to best explain this phenomenon i know for sure the sort of cannot like the sort of classic theory called dcs i'm pretty sure kind of fails to um really explain superconductivity that that occurs in higher temperatures um i'm actually doing a i'm, I'm going to read up on this myself and, and try to educate others too just kind of what the competing theories are and where they differ but I think at the very least, you know, whether LK ninety um, nine kind of has all these effects at once, I think it's definitely challenging a lot of long held theories on the material science aspect, you know, on the kind of on the kind of basic physics front. Um, there was a paper out of University of Colorado, uh, uh, University of Boulder, Colorado, which was really interesting because, you know, just in broad outlines, what they were saying was. Um, you know, the superconductivity might not really be from what we normally think of as, as, uh, as these phonon electron interactions or, or basically electrons interacting with, with vibrations in, in the crystal. Um, but what might instead is, is almost simpler to understand in a way is, is that the orbitals of electrons, meaning like where are they most likely to be are overlapping, overlapping they specifically mentioned the uh, overlap of the copper and the oxygen. And then there was another publication finding diamagnetism in an LK9 replicant sample um, in a Chinese university. And they also suggested the uh, the, the copper oxygen interaction has competed that. So I think, um, you know, sort of it's, it's much broader conversation now, right. Than, than just this one formulation and it's a much sort of, Pro- much more promising or fruitful kind of uh, line of inquiry that can be opened up in the near term. And I think that's what I'm really most optimistic about is is that it's, hey, look, here's this really interesting new search space to be exploring because previously we've been really exploring very specific kind of search spaces based on our theory that had been used to explain past results. So that's kind of where I'm at, uh, I guess. In the moment, uh, is that, and, and is that fair to, to
0: follow up? One second, is that fair right. to follow up with a question here? That uh, I think I saw this somewhere, but please, folks on the stage, tell me now that BCS this theory, uh, based on whether or not your superconductor kind of process in a paper applied to that or not. I think paper were um, rejected based on it. I don't know if if this is a fair assessment, but like Andrew, is this fair to say that like this whole theory of BCS in the area of superconductors of the past? Now we have like a, a new. Uh, area to explore in and potentially it's hard to start application but like it's definitely underexplored because it's fairly new and definitely goes against the uh, conventional wisdom that we've currently had so far is that is that fair
5: yeah well i think it's it's you know it's not all of one or the other i think bcs might be a great theory to explain these properties in a certain class of compounds in a certain range of temperatures and pressures and so forth. Um, you know, just by analogy, right. You, you go to the Wikipedia article on theories of lift, right? Like how do airplanes fly? <laughs> There's more than one, right? It's kind of funny. There's more than one proposed mechanism that's at work that generates lifts on an airplane wing. And it's kind of hilarious. Cause we thought that's a really nailed down topic, but I think in a similar fashion, what we call superconductivity in materials may actually exist or manifest through different mechanisms as you change the crystal structure, as you change the operating conditions, just like, you know, a jet fighter does not have wings shaped like what we think of as the airplane wing with the with the round top and the flat bottom, right? It's completely different. It, it looks like a flat piece of metal, but it generates lift by just deflecting air down at such a high speed it's just this change in momentum so more than one way to make an airplane fly and perhaps i mean i'm, I'm i don't want to overstate the case but there may be more than one way to get these properties we think of as superconductivity too
4: yeah i would like to ask uh andrew like when you talk about this whole new space of exploration that we should be doing in science like how how like, what methods are there to do it? Because, like, these guys were just sort of mixing rocks, sort of alchemy style. I know a whole bunch of other people were previously doing some theoretical physics type stuff. Uh, some other people are doing computa- like uh, computational simulations. Like, when we're talking about exploring um, the LK99 adjacent space, like, what do you think is, like, the most efficient way to go around exploring the space?
5: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I have lots of thoughts on that, um, that I'm not... I guess, confident enough to share publicly, but it's something I've been thinking about quite a lot recently. Um, You know, I can just reason by example. So with the YCBO, which is yttrium, uh, barium, copper oxide, also called cuprates, that was the Nobel Prize in 1986, right? So the very first um, discovery of that, the first lab to do it, I believe they had a material that, uh, I forget, it couldn't withstand very high magnetic fields. And another lab sort of improved upon the formulation quite quickly. And, and, and then over time, there's been slight modifications and slight adjustments. And it's really, you know, you're really like tuning the recipe, right? Like you're, you're, you bake the cake the first time and what's the moisture and the flavor and the fluffiness and this kind of stuff. And then you can get better at that over time. So it's, I think in the adjacent space, it's really like the paper uh talking about replacing copper with gold or or other atoms right it's kind of like that's one way to think about it and then the question becomes okay well then how do you synthesize that material right and there may be other ways also of growing and synthesizing that crystal right like there's more than one way to, to develop that material um so yeah it's it's one of these things where the theory and the experiment are kind of two sides of the scissors and it's like well which side of the scissors does the cutting and uh, when it t- comes to cutting edge research, it's really, you know, both of them have to do the cutting together. And that's actually how you, how you make progress. Um,
0: I, uh, we're coming up on the two hour space and I promise some folks here that we'll conclude in two hours. So I, I will say, um, um, and Andrew, Apologies, <laughs> you just joined, but like we're wrapping up. However, I, I want to say maybe go around the the speakers maybe Andrew and Eli pick this up first is what do we need to see to to start thinking that the hype is uh, warranted obviously Twitter hypes up everything and then expectations fall so like you know there's a there's exponential curve of hype as well and memes and sometimes it does crash like graphing etc what do we need to see to actually kind of believe Kim uh, that what they have is that what they actually have and uh, and it applies to you know superconductors just in room temperature. What, what else do we need?
1: So 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 first of all, uh, good super good resistivity measurements that sh- show at least you know something well below copper. Um, uh, but if if it's not you know in in the real uh, superconductivity con- range, then uh, with that. Uh, some idea, some some you know uh, my, microscopy images uh, of the morphology that explain why it's it's not you know on, on a macroscopic scale at that level Um, and this goes back to the very first preprint where where um, their resistivity measurements were really low but they weren't quite in in the the defined range that would qualify as a superconductor and they explained it as as possibly uh, grain boundaries which I find a highly you know uh, credible uh, explanation for that Um, so so you know at least good good uh, uh, resistance measurements that are that are really really low or you know some some you know additional information to explain why they aren't quite really really low even though it's showing other uh, um, properties but also you know we we don't know for certain what the elemental composition of the superconducting phase is we know what the what reactants went in we don't we we believe we have an idea of of the crystal structure and and what's in it. But until you get the direct measurement of the authentic superconducting phase, uh, you don't know for certain. So uh, I I should really just back up and say, we need a lot more and more uh, hard measurements of a variety of types.
0: Andrew, how about you? What else are you looking for? What else are you waiting for uh, from... um... The scientist, uh, I just oh, Andrew, just one sec before because I forgot. I also pinned an uh live attempt from the Department of Condensed Matter, uh, Con-Map is, I think. And they're also baking this as we speak as well. And I think they, they had a lot of doubt in the beginning, um, unless I'm mistaken. And so it's great to see them also trying to replicate. So, Andrew, how about you? What are you also watching out for? What's worth watching out for? And what's going to... What's, what's the development that we're starting to get that's going to start justifying some of the hype?
5: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really interesting. I mean, I, mean, I think scientists are rightfully cautious about stoking too much hype in public sentiment, because the public is not always so forgiving when the results come back that are mixed, right? That aren't just a clear slam dunk. I think public imagination and the news cycle often doesn't have as much patience and qualification as required to really appreciate scientific progress. Um, So I think it's reasonable to temper expectations a little bit there. On the other hand, I think, if my sort of intuition at this point is, is correct, which is that this does point towards some interesting new theories that are worth exploring in terms of solid state physics, in terms of condensed matter, and that these theories could uh, help greatly inform the search for new materials in similar crystal structures of similar materials, or perhaps in, in different ones altogether, but that are just informed with the same, same theoretical basis, and I think I think the hype is kind of justified. Honestly, already. I mean, even if LK99 isn't the sample we think it is, even if it, you know, if it doesn't meet all of our conditions for superconductivity, but it shows really interesting massive drops in resistance at, at high temperatures and so forth, um, if it acts as a, a fruitful starting point for future investigations, and those investigations have the possibility to lead to successful samples and successful materials then uh, then yeah, I think we're I think we're kind of there. But that's again more with the long term perspective that science is a really diligent, methodical enterprise that takes decades and generations and involves a lot of um, implicit hands on knowledge. And so I, uh,
0: I, yeah. I have a comment on this last bit. Just just the the events that have followed for the past week and a half the amount of collaboration in the open source of science, the fact that, you know, people are saying, well, see, peer review is this process that, you know, would have paused it. And if Juan didn't release the paper, maybe he wouldn't have kickstarted like multiple labs across locations, across language barriers, collaborating together and trying to find this out. Uh, I, you know, I wanna believe the the potential of human collaboration, remove language barriers and the ability to collaborate in real time. And science as it has been done so far, had a lot of like um, gravity placed on authority and a lot of like process uh, you know underlining a lot of the stuff how they should be done and I think the events of the last week if they spoke to something is that you know the internet can come together and need the shit out of something until you know a cat person in Russia that nobody believes starts talking to like physicists in, in Finland and I think we have some people in Israel in the group chat as well and they start collaborating and moving faster and faster uh, and this adds to you know other exponential curves, so you know previous speed may not represent the next speed is what I'm trying to say. But the rest of what you said, Andrew, I completely agree. I hope I didn't like. Okay.
5: Uh, can I? Can I
2: something? W- one one second, on on
5: Andrew, one, and then something Just one last quick couple sentences. I think in general, things that can get the public really interested in science as as if it. For what it really is, which is a collaboration, but also a competition that can change the world. I mean, you know, millions of people tune into the Super Bowl and, you know, uh, Super Bowl is exciting. We all love our teams, whatever. But they're, you know, the, the Super Bowl happens every year and some team win and some team lose. Having as much excitement and public opinion, you know, people on the edge of their seat with these unfolding, breaking discoveries. I think that's awesome. And I think our culture needs more of that in general. So. So I think I'm hopeful that, that people are appreciating big impacts can come from small discoveries, and, and science is a very egalitarian process in that sense. Go ahead, sun
2: OK. Again, I want to moderate a uh, hype beat Like, uh, I mean, uh, in our group, I'm like the most optimistic person in the room, and the most optimistic person in the Korean group chat room is at 30%. And uh, I mean, other people are more pessimistic. And uh, we talked about how this is a new class of superconductor. And uh, it is actually confirmed to be superconducting in another room temperature, but in 100, uh, 110 Kelvin. But, uh, I mean, there are lots of classes of superconductor. And this new class of superconductor may be inferior in every way to already known superconductors like the rare earth cuprate superconductors. And... Uh, um, I mean, if you listen to the uh, Hyunta Kim's interview by the South Korean popular science YouTuber, uh, Hyunta Kim is very clear that uh, 1D superconductor is inferior in many ways compared to 2D and 3D superconductor. So so, so it is a trade-off. Why it works, uh, if it works in room temperature, why it works is because it trades off the... Uh, um, good material properties of a superconductor against uh, working at the room temperature. So, so the, it is not enough for the LK99 to work in uh, late, let's say liquid nitrogen temperature. It really needs to work at the room temperature to be worth it. And uh... So the thing is, I mean, I mean, so so it is inferior in every way compared to uh, superconductors we already have, except for the two things that it is cheap because it is made of lead and copper, and the, another part is that it maybe or may not works in the room temperature. So so uh, so it is really important that it, it actually works in room temperature and another thing is that it is uh, uh it has good material property to make uh, say wires and uh that part is really important I mean it could be like the graphene and carbon nanotube uh so so let's temper temper down uh a high pu like uh, I mean I mean it is very it is it is mighty strange to be a skeptic here because uh, I'm the most optimistic person in my group. Like, uh, okay, okay. That's all I wanted to say. Sangha, this is
0: great. I just want to say this is great. And um, I think the, 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 the cautious approach also makes sense for a lot of people, given given the outcome potential, the, like everybody needs to like temper a little bit for sure. Um, and yeah whoever wants to unmute and go next and, and tell us about what yeah. they need to see. Uh-huh. To I'll, I'll, let's
4: say two, two things real fast. So um, the first is on the technical side, I think things have gotten a lot better this week. We've gotten nothing but good news this week. Again, all the simulations came out on the side of LK99, so that was good. And then we had the replications, of course, and then we had the uh, the paper on the superconductivity at low temperatures. So that was all good. But I do have uh, one worry: is that like I never f- approached this LK99 is it real issue like from examining the technical details. My my theory coming in was always like, were these people telling the truth? Is like because if the things they were telling, if they if the things that were written in the paper were true then it is a, a superconductor, right? So my, I was just doing a probability of whether or not these people were lying or not. And it, initially, it seemed like they had definitely no reason to lie. Um, their behavior this week seems a little suspect, I would say. <laughs> so although the technical, the aspects, again, everything looked good, behaviorally, the refusal to provide the sample to the MIT uh, group, the verification community, of course- it that's
0: not verified, hold up, hold on. I saw multiple folks retweet this and I, I verified with Jesus, who was in our spaces, and there was no refusal with MIT. And MIT didn't, as far as we've seen on the internet, at least, and Jesus was in charge of this, I DM'd him specifically. I saw Types TypesFest, uh, uh, the guy, I forgot his name, Ryan something uh, from Ship. I'm I'm very bad with names, but uh, he he boosted this idea, and I verified with his who works in MIT, and he he was in charge of like this rumor. So I to, like make this one. one All right, clear. fantastic. There yeah. was an okay. MML international conference in Korea potentially this was the reason why Kwan kind of repeats this, because he eventually got to speak there a week after the release and he presented the materials and he's no longer affiliated with Q Center. We know that, right? So, like, Kwan is like a rogue person and we don't know what led to his release. We only know, like, the official stuff. There is an interview with him somehow. I don't know if you have a link to that, but if folks are interested, I think Kwan also released a a thing. MIT folks were there for the conference. They didn't kind of get an invite and then didn't get a sample. They were there for the conference. And as far as we know, they just tried to get a sample and didn't succeed. There was no refusal. And kind of the meme started with Jesus and, and moved forward with, like, the, they refused MIT scientists to get a, 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 a sample.
4: All right. I understand. All right. Great news. But um, <laughs> the, just the, the um, last thing, last thing, and then I'll pass it off, is that the statement that the Q Center, they were broke and they had loans and they needed money, that that was also like, OK, now now if I understand correctly that the group was you know sort of short on money, uh, the probability that they would try something, you know, sort of goes up. So again, mixed week, uh, technical is good behaviorally, you know, a little suspect, I would say. So so
0: I'm not a scientist, but I want to react to many of the stuff that you're saying uh, as the way I see them, because I also look to the human element. This is why I try to underline, this is why AtaPai, Sangyan, like all of us try to figure out who are the working people, who is the human element behind this. And uh, this is why we... And Andrew, I think you, you had a, ch- a chat about age scores and over-indexing uh, with them, with with Robert as well. This is why we like pin like the age score of Hyundai Kim. Uh, he's still standing behind this. However, it seemed that like um, what you're implying, not you're implying, sorry. The implication here is uh, if they are, there's something shady, something sus, like you said. The implication is they're doing this on purpose. And it's all a sham, and it does not seem like these people are capable of this. I don't think anybody in Q Center understands virality and meme nature of Twitter, and I I don't think that they. I, I think they just got 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 caught by surprise completely with this. Oh memes. yeah, no, I and this is all reactionary, to... and if it's all reactionary, however, the the credentials are there for them, and the credentials are definitely there for Hinda Kim, and now he's like taking the public stance that, hey, you know, the paper release wasn't uh, agreed by all the authors. However, the science is solid. He's This is the stance he's taking. Uh, I don't think that like anything we see is on purpose. I, I, will, I do want to hear from Sunghyun and then from Atapai who just joined us and uh, hopefully has a story for us as well.
2: So, so, so I haven't completed the verification of this story, but... Uh... Our current understanding of the situation with MIT's sample request and is that as you said that MIT people were not specifically in Korea for this, they were I, there was an MML 2023 uh, conference anyway and they were attending the conference and uh, uh, this conference happened to be in the Korea University and you know one of the author of the three author's paper So affiliation is a Korea University and everyone att- uh, attending said to the organizer it is absurd that uh, some people from Korean University did the world changing, uh, breaking research and we are at Korea University and we cannot hear about it. So they contacted Quan, and Quan came to the conference and presented. And uh, he had uh, uh, one sample material at hand. And someone asked for the uh, can 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 we uh, get this sample and measure it properly? And uh, quan refused and uh, Quan after that he interviewed about why he refused because uh, as we already know, he left the company four months ago but he had a sample because uh, I mean I mean quan is listed together in the patent and he was an important insider and collaborator for a long time so maybe, he just took a sample, or w- whether whether it was authorized by the Q-Center or, I mean, I mean, I don't know what, but he has the sample. But that is the only sample. And, I mean, he wants to keep that sample, so he couldn't share it to MIT. This part is very understandable. So uh,
0: I want to say hi to Atapai. Atapai uh, started... With a fairly small account, started telling the story, uh, and then grew very quickly. And uh, he is focusing together with Sunkan. I, I tend to try to help. I think uh, on the human kind of story of all of this. Atepa, uh, what do you got for us? Where are you in terms of so time i
6: i i kind of i kind of you know I, as you know i speculate based on facts right so i'm not i'm i'm not i'm not i find myself like not you know, holding on to the facts that tightly. Instead, I kind of float above the facts and try to place them in what would make sense in context. Um, So my read is not that it's sus. My read is J.H. Kim is the only one who hasn't given an interview at this point. All these other guys are posturing. J.H. Kim is not out Right, He's working hard. What is he working on? And my, you know, my guess is they know that this is the beginning of this kind of one dimensional superconductors. They know that there are better ones and they are searching for them. And so then it becomes clear, like what they're doing right now is that they they're happy to put the paper out, but they don't want to like get everyone in the world like super, super, you know you know, fast, you know, they still need to create a little bit of a competitive advantage, a little bit of a moat. So they're creating that kind of distance. They're not interested in like, like they're done with the verification. Like basically they're living three years in the future. Right. So their concerns are not our concerns. Their concerns are living three years in the future. If you had like Apple stock, you know, if you knew Apple stock price three years in the future, what would you do? that is the question that they are facing they don't have the same concerns that we do we're like oh my god is it real they're like dude it's been real for me for three years can you forget about it i'm not interested in helping you mm-hmm. figure out if it's real man like you or, guys... or
1: 24 years
6: yeah so i've i've already put the marker in i've put the paper out Archive. do your own research do not bother me anymore my concerns are making
0: money and application and patenting and selling this to the, you, you know, in case this replicates like the it replicates, you know, <laughs> doing a lot of stuff with it. Uh, AetherPy, thank you. That's a great, that's a great comment. Uh, I think- yeah, it helps
4: that they have like a patent on the, like the entire periodic table. If you Take a look at the patent. They have like, whole, how many combinations of elements do they get under this patent? I'm not sure which patent of the office approved
0: this, but they, they really got a windfall there. <laughs> All right, folks, I think at this point, uh looks like we lost Andrew. I don't know if Andrew, you dropped because of connection or you just uh, said goodbye silently. Uh, at this point, we've been at this for two hours and 20 minutes. I promised Eli that we'll wrap up after two hours. Uh, some some other folks gave us this, uh comments as well that, you know, these tend to drone on too long and sometimes at the end uh, we get uh, loose. So I just want to finish on several things. I, I, I want to talk about... First of all, folks on stage without whom it was, you know, impossible for me to stay up to date. And we all kind of try to present you the best informations as we have them. It now starts to have like an international room of collaboration between scientists and people who are excited and storytellers. And I absolutely love this. I want to say thanks to Sunghyun and Floats and AtaPai and Eli and uh, Andrew who's here. Andrew. Uh, the other Andrew, the space cowboy Andrew, uh, Iris and uh, Nelke. I want to say thanks to all of these folks who just join and kind of collaborate together. And I want to thank all of you to also letting me host these spaces, because obviously not a scientist, uh, definitely a hype guy, (laughs) definitely, definitely a hype guy, but obviously not a scientist, and so I thank Sanghan for like uh, chilling the room a little bit moderating the hype as well, however, I do feel personally uh, that some amount of hype is warranted always, I believe in humanity, I believe in uh, potential, I believe in exponential improvement, and I see all of these things including here, so if this is a new area of exploration and that's it, I think that's already incredible. Uh, if this is like what Andrew just said and Eli you're doing this as well greatly if this shows that science is cool again and science is exciting uh, added to the fact that you know we're all know we're gonna have like a personal tutor for science in terms of AI I think it's incredible. I think like showing kids around the world what can be achieved in a fucking week after a paper released and now every lab in the world is trying to replicate this I think it's in, incredibly important for you know progress and for positivity and going forward and i hope to have these spaces at least weekly i don't know how many of you folks will join weekly but i hope to have these spaces at least weekly to kind of keep updates and uh, see how we shake up i don't feel personally that this is a graphing situation i just don't feel it i feel the energy i feel multiple people trying to replicate i've talked to multiple people eli we've talked to multiple like scientists you know professors in different labs etc there's not a lot of people who are saying This is how this fails. This is how this turns into graphene. This is how this doesn't work. There's not a lot of scientists that say this. However, some of the physicists that we had in these spaces, they say insane things. Like one of the physicists uh, that we had, Finn, uh, I I invited him, he couldn't join. He started saying things like, well, we could have planes that levitate with no... um, with no engines, uh, given that this, you know, is potentially, turns out to be true. Now, I know, Sanghan you asked for a reduced of high, but this is the end, and I'm allowed. <laughs> uh, and when the physicist says this to me, and then he ends with, why not? And, you know, I think it's very, very exciting. And so, I've, uh, you know, I've held together the excitement for two hours, almost, and 20 minutes. I want to end on a positive note for all folks in the audience who may, the science may not interest him that much. I think the the collaboration is incredible between multiple people around the world. Uh, you know, uh, I think the language barriers, as I see them, are falling. We have multiple people collaborating without knowing the language, without speaking, uh, copying and pasting each other. And um, I, you know, we'll, we'll keep bringing updates. And uh, thanks for everyone on the stage for uh, joining and explaining and being patient with each other. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see some replication attempts even tonight, right, uh, Floats? But definitely tomorrow we're going to see some very interesting things. And with that, Follow the list of people that we have. Uh, follow Floats, follow a follow Eli, follow Sunghyun and his team. A huge shout out. Sunghyun, without you, we wouldn't have known what happened in Korea. And so I personally want to thank you for that. You're my Korean friend now. You're the first one. And I really, really appreciate your position in all this. You always, in the beginning of the said your only contribution to this is... Your ability to speak English, Korean, and Korean well and translate—I I call bullshit. Your contribution here is uh, an important part for at least me and many, many other people. Iris personally like respects you. You had some previous connection. The fact that you're excited and you're investing your personal time in this does not only mean your contribution here is just English. So I want to call out that, and, and uh, I appreciate very much what you do here. Everybody in the audience, feel free to follow these folks, and feel free to join us once we do more of these. Uh, some folks said it's helpful for them, and as long as it's helpful, we're here. With that, uh, two and a half hours, I think it's great. Thank you, everybody in the audience. Thank uh, you, thank
2: you, thank you. Thank you, you bye. so much. Bye-bye. Okay. I, I will speak first. OK, thank you you're, so much. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much, Alex. And I want to do the public service announcement. Like, uh, I think uh, betting on the uh, uncertainty is really important. And the, the humanity should use the prediction market much, much more than it currently does. So there is a manifold market. Uh. And the current market is at 38%. I mean, I said my probability was 30%, and it was 30% yesterday. And uh, although I I try very hard not to be affected by the market price because I want to be an independent source, uh, so I think the current price has been too high. So, so, I mean, everyone here and uh, people following just to uh, go to the manifold. If you have already have an account, place the bets. And if you are not, uh, create a new account and place your bets so that we learn more. Like, uh, market is an effic- efficient mechanism to aggregate information. And uh, so, it is, uh, manifold is a play money market. But, I mean, I have um, information advantage, like uh, I know more things than uh, widely known in the public. So I started with the uh, 500 mana and I already quadrupled my play money and manifold. Like uh, if you have an information edge, it's pretty easy, easy to earn the uh, actual money or play money. So place your bet.
0: And nothing of this is financial advice, but I I do want to end and I do want to let you speak. I'm also manifold. I'm 100% yes. So with that, I'll say goodnight, folks. Uh, And uh, yeah, keep following. Tonight is going to be exciting. Tomorrow is going to be exciting. Cheers. Bye-bye.